Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This is this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Don't worry, I'm not doing a rerun. No, I am actually playing a song right at the beginning of the show. Anyways, welcome to the Rated R Safety Show. Today's Tuesday, August the 11th of 2020, day 224 of the year, and only 142 days remaining. Yeah, I felt like we needed to say, oh my God, at least a thousand times, because that's a lot that I've been hearing as of late, because of the of today's release episode of the Jay Allen Show, which I'm perfectly fine with, just in case, and we'll get into that in a little bit later. Anyways, how are you? How are things going out in your neck of the woods? We are coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida, just in case if you did not know that. 
We are streaming across the Safety FM multiverse. Yeah, I did say multiverse, of course. And what is taking place? We are coming across on safetyfm.com, safetyfm.live, safetyfm.tv, and safety.fm, and some other stuff. And, of course, if you're catching us later inside of the day, that more than likely means you are listening to us via podcast. And that's perfectly fine as well because we enjoy you taking a listen to what we have to offer for sure. Anyways, how are you? Because that's the important portion. We can't do the show without you. So thanks for coming by and hanging out and doing this noon sequence. Maybe at one day we'll actually have something called liquid lunch, but we'll probably have to do that on Labor Day because we can't do it during the week. That's for sure. Um, on when, you know, it's not a festivity or some kind of holiday because, you know, you probably should not be getting drunk during normal work hours. So how are things going in your neck of the woods? Pretty been a pretty interesting last 24 hours or 23 hours and change, depending on how you want to take a look at it since we last hung out. So as you know and might have heard, the way that this thing goes, we start talking about what's going on inside of the world of news. We play that. You talk about it. We move and groove, and then we move forward and go from there. So let's get you into some feature story news because I think that that's going to be important. So let's get that moving right away here on the Rated R Safety Show. Here is the news on the Rated R Safety Show. To Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. Belarus's opposition leader Svetlana Tikhonovskaya is safe in Lithuania, according to the country's foreign minister. She's fled Belarus after Sunday's disputed election. Official results said 80% of the vote went to President Alexander Lukashenko. Protests continued in the capital Minsk and other cities for a second day following the poll, which the US, UK and EU have condemned. Journalist Hanna Lyabokova is in the capital Minsk. She says demonstrations taking place in small towns is a new phenomenon in the country. I think it's actually changing, and that's what we saw in the past weeks and months, that regional, provincial towns protest as well. They, they gather in thousands, and, and people just come out to the streets. Even in some towns, small towns, where protests never happened before. So... We can assume that Lukashenko has lost support even in those provincial towns. Local media reports in Hong Kong say China is expected to allow four disqualified Hong Kong lawmakers to continue in office until the postponed election next year. Richard Kimber reports from Hong Kong. China's top legislative body will conclude a four-day meeting later Tuesday, and one of the discussion points centres on how to manage Hong Kong's own legislative chamber after the government delayed the city's upcoming September 6th election by a year due to concerns over the coronavirus. The postponement raised the question of whether four opposition lawmakers who had recently been disqualified from running again over issues relating to the national security law would be allowed to continue serving for the coming extended year. Local media reports in Hong Kong say Beijing is planning to allow them to do so as part of a strategy to minimise further political disruption in the city. Richard Kimber in Hong Kong. Employment fell by 220,000 in quarter two in the UK, according to the latest figures. That's the most in a decade. Company payrolls have now fallen 730,000 since the start of coronavirus lockdown. South Korean professional baseball is bringing more fans back to the stands. The league has expanded stadium capacity after no new coronavirus cases have been reported from ball games. FSN's Bruce Harrison reports from Seoul. 
The Korean baseball organization has set the new cap at 25% seating. It's a significant bump from the 10% cap they set in late July when fans were first allowed to return. The regular season opened in May, but the government kept strict social distancing measures in place for months until it felt large gatherings could be held safely. Fans are still banned from eating in the stands and yelling and cheering in order to prevent the virus from spreading through the air. Over the past month, South Korea has seen about several dozen new daily infections on average, with the number at times falling to single digits. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. So what do you think there? Would you go and hang out at a baseball stadium if you're unable to cheer, scream, eat, and do all that other horseshit? Or is that kind of like, I'll just stay at home because it's not worth it for me? I don't know. I'm just asking the question. You're the one that would have to pay your hard-earned dollar to go. Of course, we are talking about a foreign land also at the same time, too. So that might be a different story. So let's do this. It is currently 12.07 Eastern time, just to make sure, because sometimes people want to know if it's live or not. And believe me, we are live and in living color, just the way that it goes. So let's talk about a couple different things right away. We're going to start off, we're going to go into the news, but let's give you the five, the top five songs according to iTunes right now. Kane Brown, Cool Again is number five. Phil Collins, yeah, believe this or not, I want you to pay attention to that, is currently ranked number four. Phil Collins, you know how long that how long ago that song came out? It's called In the Air Tonight. It's making the sequences for some reason again. Good song. Just want to make throw that out there. Luke Bryan, One Margarita's ranked number three. Darius Rucker, Beer and Sunshine. Is ranked currently at number two, according to iTunes, and Cardi B WAP is currently number one. Now let's go to the other side of the spectrum, and let's go into Spotify. Spotify saying the top five songs consist of the following. Harry Styles, Watermelon, Sugar. The Weeknd, Blinding Lights at number four. Cardi B, WAP at number three. Da Baby with Rockstar is currently number two. And Jason Derulo with Savage Love is currently number one. And this is all according to Spotify. Duh. So which music service do you listen to? Always good questions to ask as we start off here in the news. I have been trying to give you what's currently trending. My watch is trying to talk to me. It was currently trending at that particular moment. That's why we do the weekend trends from Twitter. Now I'm trying to give you songs. That way you know what's going on. Anyways, Carmen Blandon Tartlellen became the first American to ever receive a second full face transplant when she underwent a 20-hour surgery at Boston Brigham and Women Hospital last month. In 2007, Tarlington was attacked by an estranged husband who dosed her with industrial strength lie, burning 80% of her face. Following the attack, she was put into a medical-induced coma and underwent 38 surgeries in three-month span, followed by 17 additional surgeries, one a over five-year period. She first felt, oh my God, she had the first, hold on, she had her first full face plant back in 2013. She sought a second transplant after experiencing tightness, pain, and loss of blood. 
Tarlington said that she is elated with the second transplant, but added that it is still take a while to get her friends and family to get used to what she looks like now. Something to think about. You know, it's kind of interesting because if you kind of go back many, many, many years ago, there was a movie that came out, and I know I am making a movie reference during a serious story here, um, a movie that came out that was called Face Off, and it had Nicolas Cage and John Travolta inside of it, and they allegedly had their sw- their face swapped so something there it was pretty interesting. The concept and back at the time that the movie came out, a lot of people said, there's no way that shit could ever happen. Now look at us now. Look where we're at now. So what do you think about this? How do you look at this whole thing? And people are going to go, what the hell does that have to do with safety? Well, it probably doesn't have a lot to do with safety, but shit, it is definitely something worth talking about. Something interesting for sure. At least minimally, you can agree that it is interesting. If anything, you can agree that it's interesting. Now, if you don't think it's interesting, it's okay. Those things happen. There was a gas explosion in Baltimore on Monday, leveled three row houses, killing one person and seriously injuring several others. The blast also shattered windows and surrounding homes in the residential neighborhood located northeast part of the city. Firefighters are continuing to search for other possible victims as Baltimore Gas and Electric starts their investigation into what caused the explosion. So think about that real quick. We are talking about explosions occurring inside of Baltimore as we talk about it. So what do you think here as I mentioned this? It's interesting on how some of these concepts occur on how, you know, you have, this is a catastrophic event. Let's really call it for what it is. So as you look at this as a safety pro, well, let's try that pro, how do you look at the whole thing? How do you look at the thing and go, okay, this makes logical sense of this occurring? Or do you go, well, if you're in the gas industry, you should expect some level of X. Or do you go, no, shouldn't expect it. I'm just asking the question for the sake of asking, because as you know, I like to talk about a particular form that annoys some people that I mention it so often. But at the same time, I go, you have to have some of these concepts in place and think about them as you do move forward with it. You can't just go around and say, hey, shit, this is not going to happen. So we're not going to talk about it ever. I think that you have to talk about it and make plans and strategies for them. You take a look and go, this is a possibility. This is not a possibility, and let's go forward with it. Anyways, three U.S. citizens were arrested in California for allegedly trying to smuggle 52 illegal immigrants across the border from Mexico. The incident took place early Friday morning when operators from remote video surveillance systems spotted two suspicious vehicles. U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency conducted stop on both vehicles. The drivers of the first vehicle admitted that he was smuggling 37 people In the back, in the other vehicle, agents found two citizens in the driver passenger seats and 15 illegal immigrants in the back of the van. They also were taken to the El Centro Estación in Imperial Valley in Southern California for processing. So what's your thought process about that? As we talk about people trying to smuggle illegals into the country. What do you think should happen with the smugglers? I asked the question because, you know, you're thinking about it at some point or someone at least is out there thinking about it. So what do you think as you hear this? What do you think should happen with the smugglers? I mean, I have some good idea of what most people think about the people that are trying to get in. 
should happen. So what do you think about the people that are doing the actual smuggling of themselves? So what do you think should happen to them? What is your thought process? How do you look at this? Now, do you look at it and go, oh, this can turn into a political conversation because I've had these conversations in the past with others where they turn around and tell me I'm just trying to get into politics in a way, shape or form around it. No, I'm just trying to have a conversation and understand where exactly you're coming from. So what are you thinking as I do mention that? What do you think should happen to the person or people in this case? Thoughts, 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 arrested, thrown into the slammer, nothing. Community service? I mean, there's a lot of questions to be answered there. Something to think about for sure. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, criminal swarm Chicago Sunday night and what officials believe was spurred by police involved shooting in Inglewood. Earlier in the day, the looters and rioters broke into high-end stores, including Saxworth Avenue. And a Tesla dealership. Does Tesla even have a dealership? I've seen one. As a matter of fact, I've seen one in Texas. Um, they ransacked and destroyed smaller locally owned stores. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown said that more than 100 people were arrested and 13 officers were hurt during the chaos. He asked the public for help in identifying any other criminals involved and promised to hold them accountable. Meanwhile, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot called the overnight events an assault on the city. And told those involved, we are coming for you. So what do you think there? What do you think about people that are looting and rioting inside of their own city? Do you think that there's a justification for some of the stuff that does occur? Or do you look at it and go, no, 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 no. There's no way that we should be doing this at all. This is something that we need to have better control over or do you look at it as this as a group of vigilantes and no i'm not going to say the batman because that's going to sound stupid do you look at this as a group of vigilantes trying to run the street i mean there's a lot of questions that come up when we have these conversations about these things duh and there's a lot of stuff that comes up that one can go down and talk about here on what should be done And then, you know, rioters and looters and, you know, we've been seeing this sequence here for a little bit, depending on what's going on inside of the area. But we have also talked about Chicago week over week on how the crime rate is going up and up and up. We did see that for a period of time. So do you think that this is one ties into the other or do you look at it and go, no way? Now, take a look at it from this standpoint, and there's kind of a couple of different ways we can go here, but we'll try to go with one and go as simple as possible. If you are responsible for an area inside of the city where the looters and the rioters are located because you have your store, your organization that you work for, so on, what do you do as a safety person and try to move forward with that? Because... Are you going to want your people in the area because, you know, they are at some level of risk by being close in proximity, potentially. So what do you look at as we talk about this? Do you say close down? Do you send everybody home? Do you keep everybody there? I mean, there's so many different ways. And then how do you build out the structure for 
protecting your people inside of the organization. And for those people who cannot see me, air quotes all the way down as I do this, just to make sure, because we have to talk about it. I, and people go, well, we don't really have to talk about it. Well, I'm talking about it and you're here. So let's talk about it together. Because I think that's important. So what do you think should happen? Do you think that people should feel safe? Or do you look at it and go, well, whatever happens, happens. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Hold on. Didn't somebody say that before? This is Figer's Law. One of the great things about America is that we always felt safe in our homes, our schools, our neighborhoods, and in our places of worship. All that's changed now. We're afraid to send our children to school. We're afraid to go to crowded shopping centers. We're afraid to worship at our churches, our synagogues, and mosques. We never know when it might be our turn to be shot. And they always told us that Russia, or the communists, or Al-Qaeda was our real enemy. Ha! We've willingly given up our safety, and our conscience, and our American way of life to lobbyists for the NRA. The hope and the illusion of a humming economy never trumps everything that really makes America great. Remember, if you don't stand for something, you end up standing for nothing. This is Figer's Law. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Sometimes with some of the messages that I get in regards to some of the shit that I say, I think the program director doesn't love the stuff that I have to say. We are on web radio. I think I can get away with some of it. Yeah, some of it. Not all of it. That's for sure. Anyways, let's continue down the path. Oh, yeah. And we are streaming on several media platforms. Hi there. Just in case you're hanging out. Anyways, let's continue. Despite many foregoing traveling by plane and those who do choose to take to the sky are doing so with their guns. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. The Transportation Security Administration, also known as the TSA, reports the rate of guns found per passenger screens at the airport security checkpoints last month were up three times over the last year's figures. Not month to date, last year's figures. Three times. So I'm taking a gun with me because I'm super ass worried and it's higher than expected. Less travel. So think about that. Less travelers. Whole year, three times higher. That would almost make it sound like 90% of people traveling or actually have a gun with them. What do you think here? What are you thinking about? How do you look at it? Think about it for a moment. It's okay. We can talk about it. We can do the thing. We can talk about the Iggy. Let's do that. The Iggy. So it does happen. So let's continue. The agency said that more than 300 guns were discovered in a in carry-on baggages nationwide in the month of July. That's about 15.3 guns per million people screened, up from 5.1 guns per million on July 2019 also about 80 percent of firearms found were loaded loaded the number reported do not include weapons that passengers properly packed and checked in the baggage ah. 
What is going on, man? So let's let's kind of think about a couple of things here. Is there a million people traveling? Like, is that I don't know that many people that are jumping on planes at the moment. I mean, not like at the moment moment, but at the moment that are currently doing it. I can probably name off the top of my head people that I know immediately, blah, blah, blah. I can probably name three or four that I know that have jumped on planes recently. And I'm not talking about the Instagram fandom or the Twitter fandom of people that I follow just in case, because I know that can get confusing right away. I'm talking about people that I actually know. Um, So what do you look at when you think about this for a moment? I mean, it's kind of crazy. It definitely is. I look at it and go, it's interesting on how it works, but also at the same time too, why so many people carrying guns on a plane? It's kind of, you know, we do remember some of the things that happened before. Anyways, let's continue down the path as we do this. Or should I say something magical? You are listening to something magical. (laughs) You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, let's continue. A record number of people are giving up their U.S. citizenships. Yeah, that was a dramatic pause. According to new research from New York based from firm Bambridge Accountants, more than 5,800 Americans gave up their citizenship in the first six months of 2020 compared to 2,072 Americans who made the decision in all of 2019. The report shows that many people who renounced their citizenship had already left the U.S. and decided they had enough of everything from political chaos to the handling of the coronavirus. Despite the risks that come with giving up U.S. citizenship, Bambridge predicts that the trend will only continue to rise. Maybe that's what we should have called the episode, giving up your U.S. citizenship, because that shit would have got me banned right away. So what do you think about this? You know, you hear people say this shit all the time, and I want to reference that where it's like, if this political person wins, I'm going to leave the country. And then if this other political person wins, I'm going to leave the country. I don't like how America does this, so I'm going to leave the country. So right now, we have heard 5,800 people have done that as of June. To From January to June. Do you see this being a trend? Do you think that depending on how the presidential election goes this year, you might leave the country? I'm just asking, and I'm not going to say I'm asking for a friend because I'm asking for myself. I remember one year, the year that Hillary and Trump were running, I turned around and said, if Hillary wins, I'm leaving the country. I also said, if Trump wins, I'm leaving the country. And people were very confused. I just wanted to take a trip internationally. That was all it was about, nothing else. But as I say this jokingly and being sarcastic, how do you look at this? Like, do you think that it's worth leaving? Would you give up your citizenship based on some of the things that you do not like about the U.S.? I was having a conversation with a close friend of mine last night, and he has a dual citizenship. And he was talking about that him and his wife have been debating about leaving the country. And, you know, that's people's choices on what they want to do. Now, would you sacrifice your citizenship to do so? That's the question I ask you, because I think it's pretty interesting if you were to do so. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves, only on Safety FM. 
Okay, stocks finished mixed on Monday as the Dow Jones Industrial Average surged 357 points, while the NASDAQ fell 42 and the S&P 500 nearly flat, gaining just nine points. Airline stock moved higher than uh, higher with American Airlines, United Airlines, and Delta Airlines all gaining over six percent for the day. Technology stock pulled pushed the Nasdaq lower as Microsoft, Facebook, and Netflix all lost at least two percent during the session. Markets were largely quiet in their reaction to executive orders being signed on Saturday targeting economic stimulus and the response to the virus. So talking about economic stimulus and the environment, not the environment, listen to me, and talking about stocks, what are you thinking here? So economic stimulus, president signed over the weekend, as we did talk about it yesterday briefly, signed signed for $400, and it did say a month, which I still think is incorrect, to help out, which I'm assuming it's a week. But the state has to fork over the difference of the $100. So what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that we're going to hear some more stuff like California has already listed that they are unable or cannot afford the additional $100 to pay per person? Now, keep in mind, this is a week, we believe, not a month, as we did report yesterday. So what do you think? And as you look at this, What are you seeing? Are you thinking we are definitely going into a second wave of stuff to happen? COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't know. I keep on wondering what the hell is going to happen. I've been asking all kinds of questions. Duh. Duh. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R safety show. Mount Cineberg in Indonesia erupted on Monday, spewing ash three miles into the sky before raining down on one of the nearby villages. No death or injuries were initially reported, but uh, Indonesia's Volcanology and Geological Hazard Mitigation Center advised residents to be alert for potential lava flows and stay at least 3.1 miles away from the crater's mouth. Cineberg is one of the more than 100 has more than 120 active volcanoes in Indonesia. So what do you think there? Um yeah, we need to build out a plan to protect ourselves from lava. How would that go? I'd like to have that conversation. So anybody from Indonesia that's building out a safety plan, please contact me. Would love to have a conversation with you to understand how that thought process goes about. And those things are structured and built. Anyways, that's just my two points of view right there. Anyways, let's continue. Three Texas Park and Wildlife employees died in a helicopter crash on Saturday while surveying landscape for desert bighorn sheep. According to state officials, the victims had been flying over Black Gap Wildlife Management Area. When their chopper crashed, the pilot survived and was taken to El Paso Medical Treatment Center. The accident is being investigated by the Texas Department of Public Safety, Federal Aviation Administration, and the Texas Game Wardens. Huh. I feel like we talk about these accidents that go inside of the world here. People are surveying on this particular one, and all of a sudden we have a death that occurs. 
or multiple deaths that occur based on this. So if the pilot survived, how do you think that investigation is going to go? We always have the convo about people doing different things during investigations about, you know, the blame shame game. And I look at it and go, if this is the guy that's the sole survivor, they're going to have to base it off the investigation. They're going to have to base it off what the guy says, based if you're doing it on standard investigation portions. Now, do you look at it and go, we need to do a root cause analysis as we move forward with this? Or do you look at it and go, well, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, how do you look at it? Like, realistically, how do you look, how do you think this is going to be handled? Like, how do you look at it and go, how does this proceed forward? Because that's the other conversation. That's the other thought process behind the whole thing, for sure. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. The wandering moose has been safely captured and released back into the wild. The animal that was spotted walking down the streets of Great Falls, Montana neighborhood on Sunday, according to witnesses, Montana Fish, Wildlife, wildlife and Parks, FWP, shot the moose with a tranquilizer dart and it ran into a nearby river. Wardens on a boat were able to rope and pull the moose safely. I love how it says that in particular, safely. They were able to pull them safely to the shore. It has been taken to the FWP headquarters for monitoring and releasing back into the mountains. So there you go. Something to think about. Here we go. We got a message in from Dennis Evans. Let's take a look. Says, yes, second wave is here during the during the global reset. Doctors are willing to use Trevor to treat COVID to prevent um, pointless deaths. So there you go. Thanks, Dennis Evans, for the info and cheering on right there. So what do you think about the moose? Do you think it was safely rescued? I don't know. I'm just asking here for sure. Anyways, let's get into some main stories. Let's go for it. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So if you hung out with us this morning as we were discussing yesterday, we had an episode that was going to drop today. And the episode is right here. Yes, this young lady right there. There you go. Candace Horvax from Talking or Chatting with Candace, whatever you want to call it. So there you go. So, yeah, she came out, hung out on the show this morning doing the Jay Allen show. We had actually had a conversation about some of the stuff that she does and how she is now helping and coaching and mentoring people in regards of, you know, relationships and so on. No problem. Typical conversation. Now, it seemed to have bothered some people that she talked about what kind of career she had previously. Now, if you haven't heard the episode, I don't want to drop the bomb and tell you the rest of it. But if you're interested in hearing, you're more than welcome on taking a listen to what she had going on. On what she had going on and what she talks about. I think it's pretty interesting, especially talking about high reliability or high, what is it? High reliability positions and also high risk work. So some people have loved the episode. Some people are not sure what the hell I was doing when I decided to do the episode. 
But I mean, it's kind of a mixed bags of what people are asking about this. So if you're interested, you can go to safetyfm.com or jallenshow.com and get the episode. And it's, it's already playing on Safety FM. It's not playing right now on Safety FM because we're on Safety FM. But I've had messages anywhere from, wow, you are incredible. This is something I never expected from a safety podcast. Great interview. Is there going to be any more stars coming on? And you'll get that reference right away. Um, some people loving Candace. Oh, my God, I can't believe you did this. Blah, 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 blah. This is an interview show. We talked about it from the very beginning that when we started to do the rated R show, we were going to separate some things. And when we had the Jay Allen show differentiate from safety FM, the show that it was going to be talking about different things. And I will tell you, there is a explicit or parental advisory on there. There is not a single curse word on that episode. I just want to be, I want to make sure that we're okay there. And there's not even anything graphic in description. It is conversation, but we are talking about adult content stuff. So I wanted to make sure that if you did take a listen to this inside of your house or in your car, you didn't have your kids around because this was not a kitty friendly episode and not in a bad way. Just don't want anybody asking any kind of strange questions afterwards. Anyways. So some people loved it. Some people didn't. I think Candace Horvax did great. If you want to know more about her, you can go to chatting with You can take a listen to her podcast where she covers a little bit of everything. And I think it's interesting. And I think it's great what she's doing out there. We have been in talks about doing something together later down the road. More than likely, there is a portion of the episode that we talk about the M, the AMA, which is Ask Me Anything, and we're probably going to end up doing something along those lines together in a live event format, so just so you're fully aware on what's going on. But take a listen to it. Tell me what you think. I always think it's interesting what people say in the comments because you're more than welcome to your opinion. It is your opinion. We share the information. I told you we're going to do things differently. I like the episode. I think that it was something that we normally don't talk about. And I want to talk about relationships and how it deals with people. So when you get the first initial shock out of your system, let's move forward and then tell me what you think. Because I think that you're going to find some pretty interesting information in regards of relationships and a different point of view that you might not have personally. Or it might be a point of view that you already have. What a great thing. So it is a description and a descriptor, and I debated for a small moment for us to actually do the episode and kind of do like a review. No, if you want to listen to it, you can listen to it, and then you can give me your opinion about it. I'm always open. I'm open to new ideas. I'm open to talking about what you like and what you don't like. Based on reaction alone, a lot of people are already listening to it, so that's what we want, and it's not about being controversial because I don't think there's a controversy on the podcast. Now, if I sat around and talked about some of the assholes that I don't like that are out there, maybe that would be a controversial episode, but that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, did I say that out loud? Oops, I don't think I meant to. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. I kid, I kid. Don't want anybody to get in a bunch right away. Anyways, let's talk about some baby news right away. Catherine, Catherine... Schwarzenegger, 30, has welcomed her first child, a daughter, into the world with her husband, Chris Pratt. Her brother, Patrick Schwarzenegger, confirmed the news to E.T. saying they're doing great. While this is Catherine's first child, Chris is already has a son who's seven, who shares with his ex-wife, Anna Ferris. 
Congratulations to Mr. Pratt and Miss Swartznigger on their newest edition. Let's talk about some of the stuff going on inside of the swamp, because I always think the swamp is important because we have to get into the world of politics. You know how it goes. We talk about it from time to time. The CNN reports that Speaker Nancy Pelosi and President Trump haven't spoken in 10 months. The last discussion was in October when a picture of the meeting showed Pelosi wagging her muddled liver spotted hook. Wow. Really? That's what this shit says? Showed her wagging her finger. Let's call it that. At the commander in chief, she later reported that had a meltdown and called him a third grade politician. Trump also eased, <laughs> eased it with his rhetorical saying that she it cray cray. Why do people go into this? As COVID, COVID relief negotiations continue, Trump has been on the phone with negotiator Steve Munchen and Mark Meadows, but has not talked with Democrat counterparts directly. On Twitter on Monday, Trump said that the Dems have his number and he'd be ready to make a deal. So there you go. There's that. I don't ever know what to say when we talk about this. I kind of leave... All of that information, unless it's some kind of dig at a social media platform, I don't really want to respond much to anything. Let's continue, 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 continue here. President Trump's evening press conference was interrupted after minutes for just after just minutes after can't even talk. On Monday night, the Secret Service agent believed that they had. We hear shots fired outside as he approached the podium. Trump reappeared just minutes later, and he said he was safe to continue. Eyewitness said that they heard a succession of two shots, one that was louder than the other, suggesting two different weapons. They are very professional people and do a fantastic job, according to what Trump said. Secret Service has been mum, mum, mum. On the details, at least one person involved in the shooting was taken into the hospital. So there you go, and there's that. So any day now, Joe Biden is expected to announce the Democratic VP pick. He's already committed to selecting a woman. On Monday, a coalition of 100 black leaders demanded that Biden select a black woman. The open letter includes Sean Combs, Michael Bennett, and Van Jones, among others. The juicy part of the letter Failing to select a black woman in 2020 means that you will lose the election. We don't want to choose between the lesser of two evils. We don't want to vote for the devil we know versus the devil we don't know because we are tired of voting for devils, period. Ah! Anyways, uh, worth asking, may we suggest Candace Owens or maybe Condoleezza Rice or maybe what? Who wrote this? Somebody added that shit into there. Somebody added that. I want to know who's the smart ass that did that because that's kind of funny. And I shouldn't have said that out loud. See, this goes back into the whole thing I was telling you a few days ago. Put it in front of me and I'll read it. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Anyways, no winner for Friday night's Mega Million drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $24 million jackpot or a $19.7 million cash payout. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing either. Wednesday's drawing will be for $169 million jackpot or $140.6 million cash payout. So there's some options for you if you're into playing those games for sure. Let's talk about some different things going on in the news and in, of course, the world of showbiz. 
Zac Efron is set to star in the remake of the 1987 comedy Three Men and a Baby. Disney will be making the film and produced by Gordon Gray for Disney Plus per Hollywood Reporter. The original starring Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Danson was the first live-action Disney film to cross over $100 million mark. So there you go. wonder which character Zac Efron will play. Also in that Three Men and a Baby, people swear for years there was a dead guy that shows up on video there. It's been some kind of urban legend for a long period of time. You can look into it if you're interested. Anyways, the future of Ellen DeGeneres' talk show is questionable in Australia. Channel 9, which has aired the show since 2013, has yet to sign a deal to the broadcast next season. They have also stopped airing new episodes from the current season. The news comes as Warner Brothers is in the middle of an internal probe looking into the accusations of bullying, racism, and harassment that many claim to be rampant on set. So look at that as we do move forward. Anyways, let's continue. Rachel Ray's update New York home caught fire on Sunday night. Crews battling the flame said that Ray and her husband and their dog Bella are safe, but their house is unfortunately damaged. An investigation into what caused the blaze is underway. The famous chef addressed the incident on Monday afternoon, thanking the firefighters and first responders for saving what they could of the home. She also posted her feelings of gratitude as she and her family are safe. Our best wishes go with her and her family. Shia LaBeouf is in talks to play the character Moon Knight in Marvel Cinematic Universe upcoming X-Men reboot. There's another X-Men reboot? How many freaking X-Men reboots are there? Conflicting reports of LaBeouf's name was mentioned, but he is not one of Marvel Studios' top choices. He is also set to star in Don't Worry, Don't Worry, Darling, a film directed by Olivia Wilde. Hey, Olivia Wilde, look at that. So finally, here's the news. We talked about it briefly yesterday. Simon Cowell broke his silence Sunday night about the biking accident at his home in Malibu. The 60-year-old who underwent a six-hour surgery after a fall tweeted some good advice. If you buy an electric trail bike, read the manual before you ride it the first time. Cal was extremely close to being paralyzed in the fall. Sources told the mayor the doctor said the impact missed the spinal cord by a centimeter. They added that he will have several weeks before he'll be able to know if he, before they'll have any long-lasting, know any long-lasting effects from the fall. Hopefully, the best of worlds in his recovery ends up happening when it's all said and done. Will Smith's production company has reached a settlement deal after being sued over upcoming movie about the Venus and Serena Williams' dad, titled King Richard. In June, Smith's production company and two others were sued by TW3 Entertainment, a power multi power move multimedia who claimed that they had previously purchased the rights to the film's source material, Richard Williams' 2014 memoir, Black and White, The Way I See It. TW3 and Power Move have elected to dismiss their claims against the defendants with prejudice, leaving Smith and Co and co to resume filming the flick was slated to release 2020 just like many others their production timeline has fallen victim to the coronavirus kind of figured that, that would happen because those are the things that are going on let's continue 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 real quick let's talk about the world of sports as we do talk about it jj watt is feeling optimistic about the upcoming football season the houston Texans star told nbc sports that he has no doubts when it comes to week one starting on time while the NFLPA reports 56 players tested positive for coronavirus last week. The majority have already returned to training camp. The report knows that six teams have yet 
to have a player contract contact the illness. Watts team reportedly tested 80 players and 100 staff members who have been in contact with players who tested positive and no one's had a positive test. Week one of 2020 season kicks off on September the 10th when the Texans take on the Kansas City Chiefs. So there you go if you're interested in that. Back on this day, many, many, many moons ago, let's talk about the year of 2008. On one day after the American swim team sets the new Olympic world record for four by 100 meter relay, another American team crushes it. Led by Michael Phelps, the four-man team beat Francis by France by a solid eight seconds and shaved off four seconds off the previous world world record. Ironically, Phelps, who won the eight gold medals that year, had only third fastest pace in the group. Phelps' team helped previous world record time set two years prior. So there you go. Something worth talking about. Anyways, just in case you're interested in the birthdays going on today, here we go. Chris Helmsworth, movie actor. Yeah, that movie, Thor, you know it. You might be familiar with it. He turns 37 today. Joe Rogan, famous podcaster, comedy guy, TV host, so on, turns 53. You might know this name. Hulk Hogan? Yeah, he turned 67 today. And American entrepreneur and also one of the founding fathers of Apple, Steve Wozniak, turned 70. So there you go. Those are the birthdays for today. So let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate, but just not yet. Why do I say that? Because we forgot to talk about a couple important things. What are the important things? These are the important things. If you're thinking about suicide or have any kind of depression going on at this particular moment and you need someone to talk to, you you can call 1-800-273-TALK. That is 1-800-273-TALK. Or you can go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. With the phone number you can call, you have somebody to talk to right there on the spot. If you want to do the text messaging aspect, you need to go to the website. They can do a digital chat box with you at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Other information real quick. If you've ever wondered what happens after you start doing or you hear a Amber Alert and you go, what happens to that sequence afterwards, you can go to National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. You can go to missingkids.org. It is a website with information that explains what is going on inside of the world when it comes to exploiting and missing children. That information is there. Currently, they're not accepting any kind of people to assist in person due to the pandemic, but they are taking financial donations. If you want more information, go to missingkids.org just for that. Wanted to make reference to that real quick. Well, today it seems like we're going to be leaving you a little bit earlier than normal. Sorry about that, but we have to do that today. Sorry about that information, but sometimes these things occur because we don't realize what time it is. (laughs) Anyways, so as we continue forward, let's do a couple of things real quick. Opposed to me just ditching you, because I think that's wrong, let's do this. Let's go into a song real quick. Caller number five. What do I got over here? What do I got over here? I have a copy left of When the Worst Accident Happens by Todd Conklin. Give us a call, 1-866-930-SFM1. We will take caller number five.
Wow, I didn't realize how heavy techno that is, for sure there. Anyways, that's reptiles, t-shirts, and sweats, just in case. Anyways, welcome back to the Rated R Safety Show. Thank you for calling number five, calling in, and getting that lovely, lovely, lovely version of the newest book of Todd Conklin. That's not counting the book that he just did the Ford for. Anyways, let's continue. Let's get you to the days of the year that you can celebrate today, because I think those are important. We always need to talk about them. Anyways, today you can celebrate annual medical checkup day. National Raspberry Day. National Raspberry Tart Day. Play in the Sand Day. Presidential Joke Day. Son and Daughter Day. Oh, such lovely days to be able to celebrate. Anyway, just want to make reference real quick. If you have not been taking a listen jump out and come hang out with us on safetyfm.com we got a lot of few we got a few different things going on right there on the on the website radio station whatever you want to call it you can come and hang out take a listen to the different shows that we have to offer we always have tons of different shows that are readily available if you're interested in taking a listen so please come hang out with us as we have some of those shows readily available for you anyways just want to reference as well september the 2nd i will be doing the art of podcasting we are doing a virtual class available at 9 a.m eastern time to discuss how to start and what how to start a podcast and what we have learned throughout the years here at safety fm in the world of podcasting want to help out people that are interested in wanting to learn this little aspect of podcasting that we do anyways that's the information go to safetyfm.io for more and we can get you set up for the class anyways that's going to leave us here at the end of the rated r safety show today 
if we do not come see you later this afternoon, we will definitely see you tomorrow. So don't worry about that. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. And that is the listener. Safety FM is the home of real safety talk. You know it. I know it. So let's just continue to talk about it because that's what we do here anyways i'm going to go ahead and leave you with some music that way you can enjoy that as we do move forward and we will get you to the top of the hour before we get you into the mike sedam show with crucial talks enjoy it here on safety fm
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.